Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Samoa, Fiji and Tonga are in Hawaii to compete in Rugby League's Ohana Cup. But the big story is, of course, the Olympic Games and Fiji's historic gold medal in Rugby Sevens. Fiji thrashed Great Britain 43 points to 7 in the final, winning the first ever gold medal for a Pacific nation and the first of any colour for Fiji. Captain Osea Colonisau scored the first of Fiji's seven tries in the final, and I caught up with him shortly after the final whistle. It's so unreal right now, you know. The boys are just thankful. We're praying and thanking, thanking the Lord, you know. We said that uh, without God we cannot do this, and it's been a source of strength. And now we just we, we are speechless and have no words for the Lord, for the way he made this plan all work out, and uh, to Ben and the management. And uh, like I said, right now it's until up on the podium. I told the boss, is this really happening? Did we just finish and win a gold medal? And uh, we're just ecstatic right now. How proud are you of your teammates? Oh, uh, I'm just over the moon for them, you know. They are a bunch of talented uh, boys that are willing to work hard, that we work hard for three years, and we work hard uh, eight weeks prior to this uh, Olympic. And uh, we told each other that uh, we needed to go and win our first medal, but we needed to go out and work really hard. And it's obviously the first medal for Fiji, the first gold medal for Fiji, the first gold medal for the Pacific Islands. So what you guys have achieved is not just for Fiji, but for the whole region as well. It's all for the people back home and for the region too and uh, you know it's been a long time coming and uh, like I said we're just blessed and thankful to the Lord for making it happen uh, in our time. And uh, anything to say to the fans back home? I understand the whole country was at a standstill watching the game? Uh, yes thank you for all your prayers and uh, all your support just keep praying and thanking God for the opportunity that he has given our country. Thank you. That's Fiji's victorious sevens skipper, Osea Colonisau. Team Fiji chef de mission, Cathy Wong, was also in the stadium to watch her athletes create history. The whole of Fiji actually came to a standstill to watch this. We've been having feedback from the people back home. The whole country actually came to a standstill to watch the final, and it's just phenomenal. The support we have gotten here in Rio has been just phenomenal. The boys have performed incredible, incredible way about what we expected. And uh, yeah, our mission was to come in and win a medal. But having to go, that was just, that's just icing on the cake. We want to go for the people of Fiji and for also the Pacific. The rest of the Pacific has been here supporting us. And for us to win the gold has been, has just been a wonderful, phenomenal atmosphere. And uh, we couldn't have done this without the support of our government, without the support of our people back home. It's an incredible, wonderful feeling. And uh, for a little bit of nation like Fiji, uh, one would never have thought. I remember going back to 2007 
won the World Cup. This team won the World Cup when we played the South Africa. And I was on the sideline. I was officially on the sideline, and I looked at the, what we were able to achieve then, and I realized that Fiji was very, very capable of standing on the podium at an international event. And that was my dream in 2007 to make sure that Fiji actually podium. And uh, now to see that dream finally was being fulfilled, and it just happened to be through the sport that I've worked most of my life with, and it's been a great, great experience. And hard full thanks to the boys for putting all their all out there. It's just a great achievement that the boys have done for Fiji. And Fiji doesn't have as much money as some other countries. Fiji rugby don't, but uh, you know they've been dominant for the last two years, winning the World Series. Uh, since Ben Ryan's come in, the team's been you know exceptional. Uh, this is really you know Fiji is truly the best team in the world, are they? There's no denying that at this point. It's no secret that Fiji we have problems with finance. We're a little nation, and our budget to come to the games has been really minimal compared to what some of the other major nations have got. But despite that, uh, what Ben has done, he has brought in an, an atmosphere of professionalism. He has brought in an atmosphere for us. What we is is what we do every day at home, and to transform our love for rugby into what we now have delivered at at the professional level, it's just a wonderful atmosphere. Um, and it, it all goes back to if you want to do it, you can do it, and you will do it. And that's what the boys today have shown that. Yes, we have gone against the top nations. We have gone against nations that have 30 million pound budget. Our budget was just over 12 million dollars to prepare the team and just under 5 million to bring the team to Rio. So to compete against nations that have 30 million pound budget for us is a huge, huge, huge achievement. And kudos to the boys. Uh, what we have shown the world that we play rugby with pride. We play rugby from our heart, irrespective of the background we come from. We play rugby because we love the game. That's Fiji Chef Mission Kathy Wong reflecting on her country's Olympic success. The former Fiji Sevens captain and World Rugby Hall of Famer Waisale Serevi watched with his family in the United States and spoke to Jesse Mulligan after the game. I'm uh, over the moon. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know. I'm lost for words. A, vi- uh, a very I'm his- of, uh, I'm just proud of the boys. Yeah, a really historic event for Fiji. It's very historical, and uh, it's the first time for us to win uh, maybe 15 gold medals in a day. So I'm so excited, and I thank God uh, for being the power and strength of uh, the Fijian seven team all these years. And uh, I thank and I congratulate uh, Coach Ben Ryan and uh, Manager Ropate, Captain Osea Kolisau, and the boys and the officials that are there, the players, and their families for all the hard work they've been doing yeah. uh, over all these last couple of years and uh, has made it uh, really worthwhile today. Was it a bit of a David and Goliath battle, Fiji against Great Britain? When you look at the, the budgets that Great Britain can access, I mean, how does a Fijian kid typically learn to play rugby? From my point of view, financially, we cannot uh, compete uh, against uh, all the na- big national rugby nations in the world. Uh, we have uh, only little things uh, with us. Uh, I always say that uh, in Fiji, we don't have big sponsors. Uh, we don't have uh, big gyms. We don't have uh, the facility to compete in that level. But what uh, moves us uh, as players is... Uh, Uh, the pride of playing for Fiji and especially uh, we play rugby <laughs> and believe 
in God that uh, uh, He is uh, the power and strength of our rugby teams over all these years. They've made Fiji famous around the world today. Have you heard support from all four corners of the globe? Oh, my battery was like uh, fully charged. In uh, 15 minutes, it was done because of uh, all the messages from people all over the world uh, sending in their congratulations messages and uh, people, it's all uh, battery done. So people are so happy and I thank uh, the boys for a wonderful job uh, that they did uh, in the finals. They left it uh, till the last game against uh, Great Britain. Uh, they were facing tough times during uh, pool games and quarters, but uh, in the end, they finished well and they finished on a high note. And I congratulate uh, uh, Great Britain for putting the side together and uh, playing in a very competitive tournament for the first time and made it to the final. I think uh, they did a great job. Did it make you wish you were playing? I wish I was playing. Uh, this is the the climax. This is uh, the biggest event in in the world uh, sports uh, calendar, the Olympics. I wish I was playing uh, the Olympics this year, but uh, I just thank God uh, and I thank the International Rugby Board for having faith in me and other former rugby players. Going to the IOC and uh, bidding for rugby to be in the Olympics, uh, uh, I was one of them. And I thank the IRB and uh, rugby is played in the Olympics and uh, it opened the door for Fiji to get a medal home uh, the last couple of uh, couple of hours. I'm so proud of that. The Fiji team arrives home on Sunday with Monday declared a national public holiday. Pacific lifters believe they are closing the gap on the world's best. Papua New Guinea's Maria Baru finished in sixth place in the men's 62-kilogram division at the Rio Olympics, with Samoa's Nevo Ioane close behind in eighth. His compatriot, Commonwealth Games silver medalist Mary Opilonga, could only manage 11th place in the women's 75-kilogram division after being hampered by a knee injury. The Samoa weightlifting coach Jerry Warwick says those results were positive, but there is still room for growth. So I think his performance was fantastic. Uh, I, was, I was very happy. And it's something that we can build on now for the next Olympics. Uh, you know, we're, we're starting to get closer and closer. And we got him very... Uh, he had a, a new injury and we, we just couldn't put it. Uh, and she was doing her lifts and she did a glass even better. She would have been ranked right up there in the top five, top six. Uh, but she has a serious injury on her knee and we, we might have to operate straight after when we get back from the Olympic Games. I mean, looking into the future, then you believe these two can still get better? We've been told by specialists here that uh, she needs to take at least six months off, and then uh, we build back some couple of games in uh, Brisbane. And what have you made of the overall standard of the lifting uh, in Rio? Ah, what's some, some surprises, some, you know, still some very big lifts uh, in some divisions, and some divisions have sort of dropped down, uh, I think, with all the, the drug scandals uh, going on. Realistically looking at, um, we in the Pacific in Mojani are starting to get closer and closer, and uh, it's just a matter of time now before we win the medal. Yeah, to have uh, obviously both of your lifters in eighth place, and obviously Maria Baru from Papua New Guinea finished in sixth place, which, you know, considering the funding you guys have and, um, you know, the, the funding they have in other parts of the world, that's, you know, pretty good. Yes, a fantastic performance by both of them. 
and I think uh, Maria also from PNG, he missed it very well. And uh, it's, it's great for Oceania region from the Pacific to come up to this ranking in the top eight, top six. That's Samoa weightlifting coach Jerry Warwick. Tonga's Peter Tofua insists he is focused and ready for his Olympic debut at the weekend. The 32-year-old's been one of the most talked-about athletes in Rio since his coconut-oiled body made global headlines during the opening ceremony. The Oceania Taekwondo champion says despite the intense spotlight that has shone on him in Rio, he's confident it hasn't affected his training and preparation. I feel ready. I mean, it's time. I couldn't, you know, it's been a, a long time coming and I'm just happy to, to get up there and compete. And what has the training been like over there? Because, of course, you're pretty much right at the end of the Games and so many competitors have already done their dash and, and you've had to manage this intense interest in yourself, interest in Tonga and uh, and your event um, uh, alongside your training. How's that been? It's actually been quite good because, you know, we've, uh, we've been here at the Village for almost three weeks and um, three weeks of just intense focus is actually quite difficult to do. So we're, a bit of distraction here and there is OK, Um as you taper off with your training, you can't train 24 hours a day. You know, you do have a few extra hours. I mean, all the other athletes are pretty much finished, so they're all out celebrating and partying. But, um, yeah, we just stay as focused as we can. But we're also enjoying the uh, experience as well. With your uh, Tupenu at the opening ceremony in the oil, and uh, obviously Anna Jensen uh, wore his Tupenu in competition as well. I mean, and with Fiji's success in the sevens, we've seen what an impact that even people from a small country can make, and there's been a real stamp made on these games by you know athletes from the Pacific. I had two goals coming in here. One was to chase down a gold medal. Um, the second goal was to make sure that someone in the Pacific is seen. We're not major superpowers, but we're uh, you know we have a lot to offer to the world, and um, you know we want a culture out there. So it is for Tonga, but it's also for all the islands in the Pacific, and that. I qualified for Oceania, so I'm representing you know Australia, Tonga, New Zealand, you know, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Fiji, all of those countries. So there's only one athlete per weight division. To get that out to the world was a big goal of ours, and we achieved it. Peter, in terms of your competition and the actual event, I mean, who do you see as your biggest challenges? You've obviously said in the past that you believe you could win a medal, and your coach has said the same thing. So uh, who, who is standing in your way? When you're a competitive athlete, you have to, you know, the second you think that you can't win. That's when you hang up the, the gloves and, uh, and call it a day. But um, in my way, I've got to be the world champion, world champion and two Olympic medalists to, just to get a medal. So, yeah, it's a big ask, but, you know, I've got to go and throw everything I've learned. That's Tongan Taekwondo Olympian Peter Telfatofua. And there has been some other sporting news this week. A Fiji residents rugby league team defeated Tonga 24-16 in Suva on Friday in a final hit-out before both sides travel to Hawaii for the Ohana Cup. The same team will play a full test against Canada this weekend, and coach Joe Rambella says there's a lot that needs to be addressed before then. You know, to give away city penalties in a match is too much. We can't afford to do it in a test match. And uh, like we, for the past two days, we tried to iron out that, uh, what we're trying to achieve Especially in our 10 meters, uh, like to come back on the 10, then that's one of the that's one of my concern areas at the moment. And, and so it's just so, basic stuff like that, just not getting back 10 meters, just that offside yeah. thing, something easily fixable. Secondly, is the like here in Fiji, like for just like the OC's referee, they call dominant tackle, but here in Fiji there's no dominant tackle. Just tackle release. That's uh, some of the concerns that I'm trying to get around. So when you, when you come to terms against Canada, uh, we hope to get that uh, dominant tackle call from the ref. 
because that was we've been trying to do for that game, and uh, it didn't went our way. So we're getting more penalised from the 10 metres. Just the little things and the delay of tackle. In this test match, it's a big exposure for our local boys players because they will be playing a test match against against Canada. And uh, I'm trying to we are trying to do, do our best in trying to eliminate some of the little things that, like the 10 metres, the dominant tackles. So these are some of the things that we're trying to work hard on for the past two days, yesterday and today. And and so this match against Canada, you say test match, is it? A recognised test match? Yes, it's a sanctioned test match by International Rugby League. Even though it's primarily your local players, it will be the Fiji Bati? Definitely, definitely. So, as I said, this is the first uh, exposure for our local players to be selected. You know, it's the first time to be, for our local players to be selected in a test match because all our test matches is played, played by a full Bati team, our NRL players and uh, some of the local boys, but now it's full resident players to play a test match against Canada. It, it, it is a big challenge. And uh, what are you hoping to achieve from that match? Because as you say, it is a test match. Do you know much about the Canadians? No, I don't have much, but uh, I've seen reading the, reading the papers and reading the mails from regarding the, the Canada. They're, not a, they're a very good side because I think they're involved in the repertoire for the World Cup to be playing in the World Cup. So it is a big challenge for us, especially for the local boys to be play a test match, to give an opportunity to play this test match. It, it, it is a big exposure for our local players, especially in the 2017 World Cup next year. So like we're trying to take the best team here in Fiji, captain by Emmanuel Lomolama, and hopefully we'll, go, we'll try to do our best against Canada on the 20th of this month. The Ohana Cup is in its fourth year with the Samoa and Tonga residents going head-to-head and New South Wales Police taking on the Hawaiian Rugby League Chiefs. Rugby League Samoa President Tangaloa Fa'afuina Sua says the event continues to expand. It's mainly for the growth of the goal in uh, Honolulu. This is now in its fourth year and we could see the, the growth. Because, uh, this year will be the first of the double header with Fiji joining in with Canada together with Samoa Tonga, but there will also be a match between the New South Wales Police against the Hawaii Chiefs. It's good for the organic growth of the game here and build a game in, a, you know, in different markets where they already had the appetite for rugby league. So it's an event that's getting bigger? Yes, it's getting bigger. You know, it will be two days, you know, with festivals and cups and concerts on uh, Friday before uh, the games on uh, Saturday. Your squad, is it all players that are living in Samoa at the moment or...? About 13 from here, from the local match and broadcast competition. But uh, about three from uh, Brisbane and three from New Zealand. There's obviously a World Cup next year. Do these players have a chance of maybe uh, claiming a place or two in that Toa Samoa squad for next year? They can do well and uh, up to the standard with the, you know, the full international test. Because remember, we're having our first ever full international test match in October this year against Fiji. Never know, might be, um, because, you know, most like all these players are all the same, but it's just a matter of the training and, you know, they're not, you know, professional time. Uh, these players are just part-time uh, players, but they have the, the, the capability of uh, being in the team if they, uh, they can uh, impress the coaching staff for uh, the Chosamo. That's Rugby League Samoa President Tangaloa Fa'afuina Sua. And that is the World in Sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.